You'll figure it out. Yep. We'll fix it in post. Hey there, and welcome to the Hamsteak Podcast. My name's Alex, and I have not... Wait. <sighs> it's the podcast where we tell you about Homestuck and read you about it. Yep. And I'm Alex, and I have not read it before. And I'm Lydia, and I super have. And this week we're going to read pages 39, 93 through 40, 64, and a bunch of like new characters are going to pop up, and it's going to be exciting, and there's also some uncomfortable things, because it's Homestuck, and there's always going to be uncomfortable things. Get excited. Yeah. 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 Uh... We also, yeah, sorry we skipped last week with, like, minimal advance notice. I forgot that I was going to teleport myself away far for a science conference and then come back, so. Right, I'm back now. and I just, like, I despawned for the whole week. Like, I, um, like, you weren't in the area, so I, like, I, I wasn't animating. Oh. Um, like, my, my polygons just, like, froze. Oh. Um, but now I'm back. Welcome back to... The realm of the living. Or the realm of the going through their idol cycle, anyway. <laughs> That's the goal. Stay in your idol cycle. Dang. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, so we're we're getting back into it now. It was a bit... It felt weird to, like, be reading again after a couple of weeks. Were we off for two weeks? I think so. Oh. Or maybe we recorded early the week before. I think so. So it was, like, a week and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like it's been forever since I read Homestuck. This is super weird. Yeah. Um, I I, I forgot, like, half the names that I haven't, like, committed to deep memory yet Mm. until I, like, thought about it. Um, So we start off with um, Solux, and his Lucis is cranky upstairs. Yeah, his Lucis is chained up to the roof, which I guess it doesn't mind that terribly, or at least that's just the best solution, and yeah, doesn't seem like there's much room for him in Yeah, the apparently it's too big. Um, but Solix actually lives in a communal hive system, or apartment building, um, and this is the only Lucis chained to a roof, so I guess the other ones are just small enough? I think so. Yeah. A lot of um, these kids have really, really big or, like, weird Lucy though, so, like, maybe they're, like, they're all special. They're all kind of Mary Sue's. <laughs> well, a couple of them have small ones that we see this one, this time as well. Plenty of them have small... We're gonna meet more that have real big ones, but they yeah. are sort of special characters. Um, and we also see a couple of meteors, uh, in the sky, which is... It's a bad sign. Well, I mean, it's a sign of the inevitable end of the universe, but it's inevitable, Mm -hmm. so is it really that bad? (laughs) Um, And then we check out Apocalypse Arisen, who's floating around outside, uh, checking out the Bicyclops. Yes. Bicyclops. Bicyclops. Not Biclops. Yeah. We were... Okay, so have you ever seen these? I was just in another city... uh, over the last week, and we kept seeing these people pedaling around downtown on, like, a trolley, except you sat, like, in the middle of the trolley was a bar, and they were drinking beer, and then pedaling under their seats, and then there was, like, one guy, like, not drinking, and he was, like, pe- like steering the thing, 
and it, it was like 10 people or like 12 people, something like that. And everybody's like, there's like a beer tap and they're sitting there, they're drinking their beers, they're pedaling their bicycle and it's like noodling through the city streets. Have you ever seen one of those? No, that's an amazing visual. Yeah. Um, they're apparently called barsicles. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Great. That's unrelated, but thought it, <laughs> thought it might might spice things. Things are pretty dreary in this reading, so I'm trying to like inject. Yeah, well, I, I had positivity. a lot of. I had a lot of feelings. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to Grim Auxiliatrix. Yeah, she has a chainsaw. She has chainsaw. She's very strong, or she has a very lightweight chainsaw, or both. But sure. based on how she's holding her chainsaw, she's, like, very expert with it. Mm-hmm. She's also, um, kind of surfing on the back of her lucis, which is, like, uh, a larva with butterfly wings. Yep. Um, and also it has her horns, which, do all the lucis have the horns of their kids? Um, no, lots of them don't really have horns. Mm-hmm. But I think if it has horns, it's gonna, it's gonna match. Right, okay. I think, I don't really know. Yeah, so we don't really get uh, any text with her. We just see that her hive is in this kind of circle of grass. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, it looks exactly like uh, Jade's Tower, but with, like, the big colorful sails attached to it. Right, and it's on, like, an oasis in the desert instead of an island in the ocean. Right, and uh, nearby in the desert is uh, a red stone frog temple. Right, yeah, um... Yeah, her hive is beautiful. Um, yeah. Also very lonely again. Yeah, most of them are, I think. Mm-hmm. Even the, even Solox's hive, like, seems very lonely. Like, it certainly doesn't seem like he interacts with his neighbors. Yeah. His car cat. Like, just a lot of people walking around ignoring each other. Then, after that unnecessary teaser, we go and take a look at... What's his name? This is... Adios Toreador. Yeah. We get um, his name in a second, but there's no reason to dole out that inf- information in spoonfuls when you could have a chunk. So yeah, so this is um, this is Tavros Nitram. Nitram. Um, technically, the rule is pronounce it. However, you. It's following totally straightforward like English pronunciation, but like I say it like Nitram. Nitram. Okay, that that sounds about, that like makes the best mouth shape. That's a good heuristic. Like, it doesn't, like, feel unnatural, I guess. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Whatever doesn't feel unnatural is a decent way to say it. Yeah. So, this guy, this is the guy with the big uh, bull horns. Yeah. They're, like, uh, way bigger than his shoulders. Yeah. And I... He stood out to me before because of his, um, his kind of shit-eating grin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always smiling. Um, and... In this reading, we find out that, like, he is, he's just genuinely, like, a happy guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's smiling because he's enjoying life. Yeah, he's a happy kid. Yeah. Um, so he has a wheelchair. Um, that he do. That he do. Uh, he also has a tiny, um, a tiny lucis, comparatively. And yeah, it's a little bull. <laughs> it's a little, um, yeah, so it's a little fairy cow. Um, however, when I first saw it, I thought it was a housefly cow, oh. because the uh, the nose ring 
I thought it was just kind of like a gaping fly mouth, like a proboscis. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, it's Tinkerbell. Yeah, not in a gross way, but just like, kind of like a dumbfounded, like, pixel face. Like, I mean, like, like the one at the top of MSPadeAdventures.com. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's just like, ooh. Yeah, but no, he's a, he's a Tinkerbell. Yeah. Um. Because his whole deal, Tyros' whole deal is Pupa Pan. Yes. Yeah, who's Peter Pan? But a troll. But a troll. Um, he also, uh, so yeah, Tavros likes fairy tales and believes in fairies. Um, he does slam poetry. He does, which is like a revered ancient art form. Right. On their planet. Yeah. Um, he also plays a trading card game, which is kind of like Pokemon. Fight a spawn. Fight a spawn. Um, we'll, we'll see him after that in a minute. Yeah. Um... Actually, we'll see it right now. Yeah, that's really it. We get, They're finally, like, paring down the amount of, like, interest they give to these kids. Um, yeah. So it's sort of more coherent. Yeah, he can commune with animals. Um, he plays this game called Fight a Spawn. And yeah. it's horrifying. So, yeah, so this sequence is um, really, really funny. Um, it's because, super gruesome. Because, so how you play this game is you throw down this egg, basically, it's an Ugani bomb. It looks like it looks like one of those like glittery rubber bouncy balls that you get in museum gift shops. Mm-hmm. And this kind of like slimy scorpion thing hatches from that. Oh my god! It's like the it's like it's like the worst. It looks kind of like a snow crab, I think. Yeah. Like a, like it looks like a spider crab. Yeah, and so what that what that does? That's not even your creature. What it does is latch onto a host plush. Um. Which is just like a teddy bear, mm-hmm. um, and then it uh, impregnates that <laughs> basically, yeah. Flush and the flush, uh, some the the um, the creature that you've played in the game uh, erupts from the stomach of the uh, flush bear. Right, and in the in the in the comic, the way that it's drawn is with this like horrified, horrified face. Yeah, on the on the teddy bear. The poor teddy bear is just like, Ugh. and then like you can see it's like burst open, like shell lying on the floor with this like horrified face on it. There's like a bunch of like nasty like mustard yellow slime flying around, like super gross. Yeah, so the thing with this like organic technology is that um, it's you think disgusting. that you think yeah, that, and you think that like the plushes aren't that, but they kind of probably are. They're yeah, probably like they're, they're alive a little bit. They're they're like semi sentient. Yep. Um, so, so this bear gives birth to a horse aroni. Yeah, it's is, so creepy looking. Which is a horse, um, kind of with macaroni shapes uh, extruding from its back. Um, and then uh, Tavros uh, uses that to face down his Lucis, uh, and. You think, oh, how's the Lucis going to play this game? doesn't have cards. Um, but the way that you play the game is that the Lucis and the Horseroni take a nap together. Yeah. And he wins. That's how you win. I think it seems like he's sort of, to me it seems like he's sort of playing a loophole in the game. Yeah, or he's like, you know, with like Pokemon cards, like there was a whole 
like rule set that nobody knew, so it was just like which number was bigger. What? Because like there's an actual way to play Pokemon cards. Yeah. It's like you have to have like a penny to like have a random number generator. Yeah. And you have like the energy cards that like give you attacks. Yeah. Um, the way that I played and everyone I knew played was. You put down your card and the other person's card, and whoever has the biggest attack number wins. That's adorable. Because we didn't understand the rules. Aw. I played by the rules. They they gave you little coins if you bought a starter pack. They were little, like, plastic coins with, like, a Pokeball on one side and, like, the logo on the other. Oh, see, all my cards were hand-me-downs. Oh. That's kind of beautiful. <laughs> just just a folk rule for, for Pokemon playing. But anyway, yeah, yeah. He just they just curl up and take a nap together, and it's like... Oh. Yeah, so now that he's brought this, um, this creature into the world, he's like, oh, um, you know, I'll take it out and stud it, and it'll have a happy life. Yeah, which is, like, exactly how I would want to play, like, a game like Pokemon or something. Like, it's just, you know... Yeah. Fantasy creature... Farming sim. Right. Yeah. But no. Um, then he gets in his Recuperacoon for some, for like basically no reason. And Because, like a, yeah, because the text tells him to and then he's like, why did I do this? Yeah, there's like a weird throwaway gag about how like, he like, ob- he like has to use a ramp to get up to his Recuperacoon and then his and the, chair like, slides back down and it's this yeah. weird joke and like, the- haha, he can't get out. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, it'll take an hour to, like, change my clothes. Uh, That's not... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> but he does... They, you're, they never, like, actually, like, go through, like, a, they don't, like, drag out those jokes. It's just, like, in the next panel, he's... It's presumably that hour later, and he's hanging out. Um, right. He equips his lance, because he yeah, wants he... to be a jousting boy. Right, he wants to join the Caval Reapers. Yeah, presuming uh... he doesn't get culled. Right, and he might get killed because of his disability or any just arbitrary reason, apparently. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I feel like the culling um, has been sort of downplayed so far, but that's absolutely a thing. Like, Carcat had this throwaway line of, like, oh, yeah, my neighbor got culled the other day, and we didn't even comment on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's totally, like, a like a thing that they're blasé about. Yeah, like, you super get murdered if you're not, like, strong enough or you, like, just yeah. for, like, reasons. Like, people just go around getting killed. And everyone's, like, very, like, they are very passe about it. They're just like, well, like, that's a possibility. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's very... It's an alien culture. Sure um, is. So then we see the outside of his hive. Mm-hmm. And he is... He lives kind of on this cliff by the sea. Yeah. Uh, and he has this nice little, um... I don't know what it's called, but, like, the the fence that you use for jousting. Like, the lane, I guess. Yeah. And he has a, like a, uh... Are they called palanquins? That's probably what it's called. Just like, like a, a figure that he... Yeah, a figure that you, like, use for practice to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess he just, like, charges forward in his wheelchair? Um, presumably, yeah. Because the, the horse Roni doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. I don't know, they don't really address that. Yeah. It's fine. Um, they so, do point out that he has always wanted to fly, and he's always been preoccupied with Pupa Pan. It's not just because he has had an accident, and now he can't use his legs. 
Right. So, um, yeah, so it, it talks kind of about Pupa Pan and how this uh, fairy will take you to the paradise planet, <laughs> which is Earth. Um, uh, okay. Well, because it's a place with pirates and stuff. Like, we've talked about the paradise planet before. Uh, okay. It's the one that you're meant to assume is Earth, at least. Right. They're mixing... All I'm going to say is they're mixing foreshadowing here. They're, well, they're mixing Earth with Never Never Land here. It's more complicated than that. Sure. I promise. Okay. Okay. We're going to get there in, like, two greetings, too, and you're going to be like, oh, Lydia was totally right. Okay. <laughs> then there's a weird bit in the future where he gets robo-legs, thanks to the robot guy. Yeah, so we see, um... When, like, when the trolls are all in the medium, when they're all in the veil together, um, that, uh, the chainsaw girl, um, while he's sleeping, removes his legs, and this weird robot building guy gives him robot legs. Yeah. And so, this is some foreshadowing. We do not see this robo, robot building guy's face. We only see his, uh, kind of visual motifs. Because his face is shrouded in shadow. Yeah. And he looks very creepy. He's super creepy. He's got, like, kind of blue bags under his eyes. And, like, he's, like, grimacing, sort of. And he's missing a bunch of teeth. And, and, and he's got a broken horn. Yeah. He, like, and looks his, yeah. rough. He's, he's a Sagittarius. Also. He's got the Sagittarius symbol. That's the bow and arrow? Right, yeah. Uh, oh, um, another thing is that you can, you see Tavros's blood spurting up from off-panel, and it's brown. Oh, I didn't, I didn't uh, look at that. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, what else? Uh, it's kind of messed up that, I don't know, I guess it makes sense to give him robo-legs, but why do you have to chop his legs off to do it? Like, why can't you just make him an exoskeleton? Yeah, in the, in the um... In the first panel that we saw the legs, I thought they were, I assumed they were, like, an exoskeleton. Yeah, because they're really bulky, like. Yeah. But no, they're, like, uh, prosthetics. Yeah, like, and they just cut his legs off in his sleep. Like, none of that, all of that is super weird and not okay. (laughs) And, like, you have access to alchemy. And, like, this isn't really even a like, important spoiler. Like, he makes, like, a hover car later on anyway like why why was that ever necessary i don't know i think it was put here for shock value it was like so don't do that a bad choice i do want to give him credit for the word misanthropy uh because get it he likes the robot guy likes to smash his robots usually right hence misanthropy yes it just sounds like i'm saying robo p it does. I'm getting really um, preoccupied by that. Um, and then um, we see, or it says that um, there will be plenty of shenanigans with the wheelchair and the medium, um, but that we won't see that. It just, like, is, like, it's Hussie saying, like, take my word for it. Like, there's going to be some funny stuff happening with this wheelchair on all these planets. And I'm just like, okay, all right, fine. Yeah, like, all right, you had to wedge it in there, fine. It yeah, is, like it is really like one of the last like leg jokes that we get. I think. Yeah, it's it's just like 
it's it's weird. It's like the way that he's using the like the fact, like the plot point of the wheelchair, is just like really not nice or funny. No. Like it's not like the characters being mean to each other. It's just like the narrative treating the wheelchair as a joke. Yeah, and it's like he like uses it to get around. That's why you gotta why you gotta hate. Yeah. Um, so then Tavros gets uh contacted by Arachnid's Grip, who is a brand new troll. Yeah. And <laughs> she's terrible. Her typing quirk is uh to be a spider. <laughs> um there's like a, a lot of things involving the le- like the number eight mm-hmm. and eight like repeating and letter eight times uh-huh. and we do not need to like describe every single one of them because it's kind it's, of arbitrary it's kind of arbitrary and tedious she's a little annoying to read <laughs> yeah um the one thing i like is uh, her smiley face has like four colons because eight eyes do you get it yeah because because <laughs> spiders it's funny yeah but anyway, she's, like, super mean. Um, she's horrible. I forgot just, like, how awful this character is. Yeah, she just, like, insults him in very, like, personal and hurtful ways. And she's not even, like, I don't know. We see, like, we know that, like, troll relationships are usually based off of, like, antagonism. But she, like, she literally just hits him up. Is like she, She's basically like, hi, you're a huge loser. So is everyone on your team. Uh, so is that girl who talks to you. Um, did I mention you're a huge loser? Okay, you're gonna lose. Bye. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, she's a jerk. She's super um, mean! But then he talks to Gansey, which is... Wait, okay, but wait, I wanna, I wanna mention that we... So okay. as he's talking to, to GA, um, or no, sorry, to AG, one of the things that he mentions is, uh, Rufio told me that I should stop talking to you, and she's like, who's Rufio? And she says, he's my self-esteem. Right. Uh, GA uh, suggested that I give my self-esteem a name so that I can, like, be more considerate about, like, not hurting his feelings, right? Like, trying yeah. to, like, defend your own self-esteem. And even if she was joking, I did it anyway. Yeah. I, which I don't think she was joking either. Like, GA is a nice and helpful person. And no. she doesn't, she learns the human joke thing later on. This human emotion called joke? Basically, yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of her conversations with Rose. That's okay. been sort of coming up through those. So, yeah, his self-esteem's name is Rufio. From Peter Pan. From Peter Pan, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so AG um, is horrible. She's awful! Um, but then uh, Tavros talked. Which, by the way, Tavros, Tauros, we're all clear on that. We're all there, yeah. Uh Gamzy talks to Tavros, and it's really good, because um, first of all, it shows the panel with both of them, and they both just have doofy faces on, because uh, they're both, like, grinning silly boys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, basically, um, Gamzy ta- tells Tavros about the game, which, um, when AG was, like, insulting his team, he didn't even know there was a game going on. Um, but he starts downloading the game, and in the meantime, they uh, decide to have a wrap-off, 
Um, the only part of that we, that we see is them describing in detail how sick the beats are, uh, and then Gamsey going to get a cold drink and then coming back and asking if the beats are still sick. Uh, and then we are told that it, we are not going to be subject to one of the worst drop-offs in the history of Paradox Space. Oh my god, it goes on forever! Just the lead-up to the wrap-off! It takes them so long to say anything between two of the both of their speech things. Gamzee has to, like, it, like, it's, like, half, like, obtuse, like... He has to, like, re- reframe everything in a very strange grammatical way. Uh, and use, like, bodacious words or whatever. Yeah, it's everything is, like, so bodacious that it takes 46 prepositions to get to it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, five swears. <laughs> it's really, really annoying. And then Tavros, like, uh, is really roundabout and has to say everything in 14 different clauses that end in commas. And, like, mm-hmm. it's really cute that they're friends with each other, is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's really good. So some of these guys... I feel frustrated now because, like, my first assumption about seeing Troll Society is that, oh, they're all jerks to each other. But it's just, like, the main ones are jerks. These guys are all really nice. Yeah. Don't worry. They all get to evolve over time. Into Pokemon. Yep. Um, speaking of Pokemon, never mind. Uh, is is walking through the forest, which is burning because of the meteors. Yep. And she's going to her Lucis, which has not hatched yet, but is in an egg. Mm-hmm. Um, and this egg is balanced on an enormous doomsday scale. Uh, and you can see immediately that if the egg hatches and the Lucis leaves this egg, then a enormous skull will, on the other side of the scale, will fall onto an ominous doomsday device. Uh, and apparently the skull belongs to an ancient mother grub. Um, which I just found odd because I was kind of picturing Mother Grubs as not looking humanoid at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like a long worm. Right. Um, but this uh, this enormous skull, which is like the size of Terezi's house, mm-hmm. uh, with huge horns, is a Mother Grub skull. Mm-hmm. Also, it's strange that they have internal skeletons, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, like, so do, well, I guess trolls don't necessarily, but maybe, maybe they have skulls. I don't know. Just, like, just skulls and and not spines or anything? Okay. I can't explain this more without giving you a little bit of a spoiler. Okay. There's a reason. Sort of. Sure. Um, but basically this, uh, egg contains a dragon. Um, a very rare dragon which has been communicating with Terezi in her sleep, um, and which has taught her to compensate for her lost vision, because it, it experiences the world um, from inside its egg uh, without vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, um, until they are adult, like, and I think it's presumably, like, until they hatch, like, until they reach adulthood, like, after they've hatched and everything, they, mm-hmm. they, uh, they, they don't develop sight. Until they're adults, so they they, not, they get around just fine without sight. And um, and so we then we see a really beautiful panel of Terezi's dreams, like yeah, as she's learning to perceive things without sight. Right. So we see her on Prospect, um, and 
we know that because we see these kind of very out of focus, shimmering um, golden towers and the uh, skya above. Um, and it's just like really beautiful, and it's like it's like a if a camera is very out of focus and it's focusing and it's like pointed at like fairy lights and they're kind of glimmering in and out of existence. Yeah. It's like that. And it's like one of the coolest and beautiful panels in the comic so far. Yeah. It's really lovely. Like once in a while the art gets around to being really lovely in this comic. Mm-hmm. And it's also like still clearly made in MS paint. Not literally, like, but, but like no, with but like, that with, conceit. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. Speaking of twinkly things, I, it was extremely humid last night as I was flying in. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's also Independence Day weekend here in America. So I was flying in, you know, on a Saturday night on Independence Day weekend and we come out of a rain cloud and like, it's super humid. So everything is super twinkly. Like all the lights from the ground are really, really sparkly. And there's like a dozen fireworks displays going on all over yeah, it was really beautiful. Like on the same level as you? No, no, far below me. So it was like oh, okay. little, little like sparks erupting out of the ground. Like, wow. but for like, you know, you can see like for hundreds of miles, like, right. it's amazing. That is amazing. Anyway, back in Homestuck. Yeah. Um, so the dragon hatches uh, and starts to fly upwards and is immediately struck by a meteor. Fortunately, the narration warns us that this is going to happen yeah. immediately before it does. <laughs> right. Uh, but Terezi's still pretty distraught about this. Un- and understandably so, because she didn't know that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But we're told that um, the Lucis is going to be put in a Colonel's right, and she can talk to it later. Yeah. Don't which worry. we Yeah, which we were already told about. Um, but now this Doomsday Clock has been activated. Um and like the clock in the lab beside Rose's house, it's kind of just counting down. Uh, it's not actually activating anything. Mm, right. Like it's. It's just yeah. counting down, right? Um, they do. There is sort of an aside about like, is it is it going to bring on the end of days, or is it just a perfectly calibrated? countdown to the end of days and what's the difference and does Terezi know that there's a difference and is she wrong about there being a difference and like and the nature of the difference and I don't really understand what they're trying to get at with that so don't worry about it yeah I think it's yeah it's it's like sort of trying to draw a parallel between like the demon who is already here and everything and like whatever Uh, yeah I just wanted to point out that this clock starts at uh, 612 Mm -hmm. instead of 413 yeah which seems somehow meaningfully related I mean, six, twelve, like, twelve trolls. Um, right. that's, it doesn't have any other, like, date meaning, basically. True. There's another number that has a date meaning that's going to come up in the troll arc, but we haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Um, so then we go back to AA, um, Apocalypse Arisen, and we try to introduce ourselves to her but we can't until she's um, rendered in the smaller, simplistic form, mm-hmm. which is a really cute uh, narrative thing. Yeah. But her name is uh, Aradia Megiddo. I'm going to call her Aradia. Is that going to bother you? No, not at all. Okay. Aradia Megiddo? Uh, that's fine. I, I, um, yeah. 
I've, okay. I've been calling her Megiddo, but I actually never say it out loud, so... Sure. Megiddo. I think it, I think it is Megiddo, yeah. Because the, the city is, I think, pronounced Megiddo. The city? Yes, the city of Megiddo. Is that a real place? Yeah, you know why? It's, it's like, called Armageddon, because, like, there were... That's, like, in Greek, it gets transliterated as, as, like, Armageddon. And there were, like, four different major battles in ancient history fought at um, Armageddon. Megiddo. Megiddo. Yeah, and which which is Armageddon or Megiddo, and that's why like they say when like the big battle at the end of the world is fought, like it's the Battle of Armageddon. Okay. Because it takes I, place at Armageddon, literally the city of Megiddo. That that's Megiddo. cool. I had I had never heard any of that. Yeah, I learned that. So I just I overheard it, or like didn't overhear it, but someone uh, sort of was talking about it this week, and then I looked it up on Wikipedia to confirm. Nice. Yeah. Confirmed. Um, what is Aradia's deal? She... She doesn't know. Well, yeah, she doesn't really know. She, um, she is very apathetic these days. Yeah, so we already know that she's kind of been having these voices of the dead. Mm -hmm. uh, And they've kind of been drowning out her individuality. Um, and now we find out that she's kind of just forgotten most of her interests. Um, she's always heard these voices, but they increased, started increasing. Uh, after the LARPing accident that she was in. So that's, which, okay, we've which, got... Did we mention that, Sol, did we mention that um, Tavros was also in a LARPing accident? Yeah. Um, yeah, so a bunch of these kids were in a LARPing accident. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. LARPing is dangerous. <laughs> You'll see. They don't LARP anymore. No. Not after the accident. Anymore. But, um... We also find out that the game is called Scrub, which is the worst, and the, the text acknowledges that it's the worst. Yeah, I love it. Um, then her fetch yeah. modus is a Ouija board, and I'm bored by, by fetch modus jokes. <laughs> They're not funny. Um, I thought it was fine. Okay. I, mean, uh, I think they're funnier if you're reading it unfold over time, but like as we're sure. like reading it more rapidly, I'm just like, do we have to? Again? Well, I don't, I don't mind now, because they're not like spending pages and pages on... Fetch modus like shenanigans. That's true. It's just a little gag. I'll, I'll yeah. accept that. <laughs> um, her laptop is a uh, Bing Cosby Bing Crosby laptop. Yeah. Um, instead of a uh, Bill Cosby laptop, which John had. Right. Because so that was a that was a fun that's a fun parallel. Yeah. And also, she doesn't know what a Bing Crosby is, and she thinks that this uh, creature is horrifying. Right. Which is, it's really funny that they can't, like, recognize humans at all, even though they look like trolls without horns. Right. But it's just, like, that's how it's presented in the text. But, like, you can imagine that these actual, like, insectoid aliens look nothing like humans. You certainly can. So, GA, Grim Auxiliatrix, contacts Aradia, Aradia? Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows uh, that Aradia's been doing... This stuff that will uh, bring about the end of the universe, or so she thinks. Um, but she can't stop Radia from doing it. And she says, uh, "You're making a mistake, but I'll be here if you need me," or something to that effect. That is exactly what she says. It's just a, it's a really nice little like hi. Like I know that like you're not. She doesn't. She she doesn't like try to like fix her or anything. She's just like, hey, like, I'm here for you. Yeah. I know we're on different teams, too, but, like, I'm here for you. Have you noticed 
that her name is Auxiliatrix. Like, like she's the helping lady. Uh, I didn't think of... I didn't know what Auxiliatrix... Well, like, Auxil... Like, Auxilare or something is, like, the Latin root of, like, to help. Right, okay. And then, like, Trix is, like, the Latin suffix for, um... Like, uh, woman who does a... It's like the professional suffix, I guess, yeah, of, position, of, yeah. for women. So she's the so, helping lady. Okay, I see. She's very helpful and nice. Mm-hmm. Um, then Aradia goes and talks to Sala. It's the same conversation we saw already, where at the end she says, I'm coming up. And right. then she starts levitating his Lucis off of his roof. Mm-hmm. Which seems a little dicey. The his Lucis certainly doesn't seem happy about it. <laughs> but then she she pauses in the middle to have a conversation with Arachnid's grip again. Right. So Yeah, this is our second time seeing AG. Uh and she wants to be the blue leader. Um which she says in no uncertain terms. She wants that, to be co leader, yeah. Right, so she she says she wants to be co-leader with Aradia, and she also wants to, like, be secret allies with Aradia, yeah. like, against everyone else, um, which is pretty fun. Uh, like, she's trying to play everyone. Um, right. And this is just, like, so gross and manipulative. Yeah. Um, she tries to, like, bring up... Um, like, things that have happened to Aradia in the past, and then, uh, like, tries to, uh, say, like, oh, I'm such an idiot, I'm so stupid for bringing that up, and try to get, like, pity. You basically, I mean, to me, it seems like she's just being, like, the thing about it is, it's so incredibly transparent that I almost, like, like, Aradia's having none of it also, like, she clearly doesn't care. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, like, reading it, and I'm just, like, I, like try harder like it's almost like you can see her floundering when yeah. someone like doesn't respond to it yeah exactly like she just and i forgot she like she seems manic like she she talks so much yeah for sure exactly yeah like really really it seems like she's talking a lot and really fast and then people are just not engaging with her at nearly the same like rate and it's just, oof and then, but so then she's like, oh, like, I, you know, she mentions, she's alluding to Tavros, uh, some, one of, uh, Aradia's old teammates, I guess from their LARPing days, who she considers, like, dead weight for this current game because of his disability or his personality, I, we're not even sure. Sure. And, um, she's saying, oh, like, I'm so annoyed, I'm just gonna go, you know, I'm just gonna go harass him. And Aradia, like, doesn't really care about things either way, but she's just like, don't do that, it's childish. Yeah. And she uh, she disconnects and she goes to do it. And Aradia's, like, talking to herself underneath the little disconnect message. She just goes, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's alarming. Then we cut over to get a little visual preview of AG, that we still don't get to get her name because she has not been rendered in her little symbolic fashion. But, um... Right. The text is like, oh, she's too mysterious for you to be her. Yeah. Um, and so she's wearing a pair of avi- aviators with uh, one lens popped out. So we see one eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's possible that on the other side of her face, 
that's covered with glasses. She had seven eyes, but who knows? Mm. That would, um, uh, that would add up to the right number. She also has a robot arm, which we don't know about yet because we're not cool enough. I mean, yeah, you can see it that it's a robot arm, but like, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also she's a Scorpio. And, which uh, means, which means she's evil. Well, yeah, I guess. Our, Scorp- our Scorpio is like bad. I think, like, as far as I can tell, that's, like, the joke. Okay. Like, they're the Slytherin of humans? Yeah, like, (laughs) astrology is wild. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just a joke. Yeah. Like, in the the Night Vale horoscopes, it's always, like, vile, vile Scorpio. (laughs) Be gone, Scorpio. There is a blog for a while that was, like, a writing blog, and it was, like, um, surreal horoscopes. Um, nice, I can get behind that. A la Night Vale. Yeah, it was nice. We go back to Zalux and Aradia. Wait, oh, I want to say one, one other thing. with um, So, AG talking to Aradia. Um, oh, yeah, we talked about how they're trying to be co-leaders. Yeah, so then we go to Zalux. That'll be important later. Then we go to Zalux, and he's apologizing. He's apologizing for flying off the handle. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as I can tell, he's apologizing for when he flipped out at her... Revealing that she'd lied to him about the world ending. Which seemed pretty legit. Yeah, I don't I don't think he has to apologize for that. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a an understandable reaction. Mm-hmm. Um he also like alludes to the caste system. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, what's worse than yellow? I don't remember. Fuck this confusing caste system. Right. Cause he's trying to like think of who's beneath him. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, whatever. He doesn't really care about it. It's just, yeah. like, weird. Um, he So the thing is, he apologizes to her, and, like, she accepts and everything. She's like, yeah, we're still friends. But, like, and he's like, oh, like, I'm sorry I flew off the handle. I will still, like, play this game. I just can't um, run the team. And she's like, no, you can't play. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, you can't play it. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? And then then he like flips out and he's like, what the, what the fuck? Like I came to you like groveling. He like is kind of overreacting here. He's like, I was groveling and whatever. And she's just like, look outside. Then she does a really fucked up thing, which is like, she's like, look outside. And he like, doesn't believe her that she's at his house, but he's like, she, she like insists repeatedly like, no, come look out your window. I'm right out here. Which she is, but. It doesn't matter either way. Right. Um, because uh, when he goes over to the window, she snaps her fingers and he falls asleep uh, face down in mind honey. You do not under any circumstances eat the mind honey, is the thing. You don't. You don't. You don't eat. The thing is that you don't. Don't eat the mind honey. So what happens is we, we when cut. When he wakes up. When he wakes up in a puddle of mind honey, there's some of it in his mouth and... He's he's the last player, like, on his team who needs to connect in order to bring Karkat in. Yeah, so we see his uh, city or whatever being destroyed. The sky is red. Yeah. Um, and he's he needs to connect to Karkat, uh, but he has some mind honey in his mouth. Yeah, and um, it causes him to shoot these enormous, like, Dragon Ball Z-style, like, beams of energy out of his eyeballs, like, one red and one blue, and it blows the entire roof off of his apartment building, mm-hmm. including, presumably, his Lucis. Yeah, which was up there. Yeah. So, like, isn't that messed up? Like, she, like, Aradia, like, made him, like, 
we thought she was just going to throw it off of the building, but actually, wait, oh. oh, you know what? Maybe she saved it. I don't actually remember. Maybe she, like, carried it off somewhere to protect it. No, it was there. It was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we saw it there. Yeah. So what was she doing levitating in the first place? Whatever. I thought I thought she was, like, trying to get it in the path of a meteor. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but that's not the case. Yeah. And maybe she was just, le- you know what? I think maybe she was just levitating it so she could sit on the roof. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, she uh, she levitates him off, and then uh, then his eye beams like blow him up later on. So yeah. R.I.P. Bicyclops. You will be missed. Yeah. Um, then it's Catgirl. Yeah, we go back to the past, uh, and we meet uh, the Catgirl, and her name is Nepeta Le- Leon. In my Legion. head, I just read it Lion, but you could probably read it like Legion. So it's, yeah, it's either Legion or Lion or Leon. What do we want to pick? We should pick one to be canonical for our podcast. I like like Leon because it matches her looses. Okay, so... And it's like a phonetic spelling. Okay, Leon. Leon. Okay. Uh, Also, her first name is like Neopet. That's true. (laughs) Um, I've been, so, I've been pronouncing her name like Nepeta, but what works for you? Nepeta, Nepeta. I'll probably inter- interchange them. Okay. Anyway, this girl, cat girl, she uh, she hunts wild animals, and she does not do dangerous role-playing, and she likes to draw comics on her walls. With blood. With blood. And she pacifies her bossy friend. Right. She has this idea that someone has to keep him pacified, and it might as well, if not her, then who's going to do it? Which is... Bad. Mm. Um, her Lucis is a kind of what size? Like a large dog-sized. Yeah, the cat's uh, like the size of a Labrador. Yeah, two-mouthed kitty. Uh, she can ride it. Its name is Pounce de Leon. Yeah. And they take turns. They like she like rides her into the countryside until she gets tired, and then Pounce de Leon rides on her and. Yeah. Which, like, isn't that just the cutest? It is. Um, so yeah, they are, like, an actual, like, family, I guess. Yeah! Like, they look out for each other instead of, like, being, like, mildly antagonistic to each other. Yeah! Which I guess we didn't see, um, Gamzee and his Lucis until he died. Mm-hmm. And they, it seemed, like, very gentle, I think. Yeah. But we don't know. Um. There's a really funny line. Um, as as uh, Nebita is showing off her claws, uh, and it's talking about how she uses them to sneak up on unsuspe- unsuspecting prey, and then it's <laughs> like, uh, on Alternia, everything is considered unsuspecting prey by everything else. Right. Um, then there's a cave-in later, and the cat dies. Everyone yeah. is surprised. Right. No one is surprised. So there's a lot of, like, the jumping around on the timeline here um, is very, like, I guess it's, like, not unsurprising mm-hmm. for Homestuck. It just kind of feels very um, unstructured. Unstructured? Like, yeah! Like we're, like, we're told that each of the Lucy are going to die, uh, pretty much, um, and then whether we see it 
die right away or later is kind of arbitrary, apparently. Right. It, they they die at various points on the timeline, but they've pretty much been getting picked off one by one, like... As in, soon as we meet them. In reading order, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, they don't really do much while they're alive. Like, I think they do a lot more once they're... Um, That's fair. Sprites, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then... Carcat is messaging her. Yeah, um, so her, she writes, like, her computer is a writing tablet, or, like, a drawing tablet. Yeah. Uh, and the way that she, um, writes her role-playing text is she, like, physically writes it on the chat, mm-hmm. on, like, the screen, and, like, there's little kitten drawings beside it, and that gets, like, in, put into the chat client. Yeah, so she's, like, writing all her own text. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the only cute thing that happens on this page. Pretty much. Yeah, Carcat charmingly opens up by calling her autistic? As an insult. Yeah, like, why? Yeah, it it just, like, it's, yeah. It's, I don't even know if we can say anything except, like, it, it's terrible. Like, that's bad, don't do that. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. So that's all there is to say on it. Um, but uh, then he, like, he sort of, like, antagonizes her about, like, just being weird or whatever. Um, but at the same time, he's trying to say, like, you are my last choice for the red team. Right. Because his, so he's got, so the red team so far is Carcat, Terezi, um, who else? Carcat, Terezi, um, GA. And then... Fancy. Gamzy, and then um, I think is Tapros on there. It's, uh, it's, I, think, I know it's Carcat, and then I know. I think Tapros is blue because uh, Arachnid person was. No, because to him. him and uh, Nepeta are on opposite teams because Nepeta is on. Yeah, they really are inter- interchangeable. Um, she goes on to the. Um, she goes on to the blue team. Because of Centaur's testicle. Right. Yeah, so, so it's, it's Carcat, Tavros. So, uh, do we need to know that right away? I'm trying to just get it straight in my head. You can cut it if you want. But it's Carcat, Tavros, Terezi. Um, I know GA is on there. Nepeta is on there. And uh, I would think that um, Aradia would be the last one. No. Okay. Um... No, because Aradia must be on the blue team, because GA is on the opposite team of her, and we know GA is on the red team. Whatever. Um, so, Karkat wants to recruit her for uh, the red team. Right. But she has to check with her friend first, which Karkat doesn't like. Yeah, and she kind of tries to play it off like it's not a big deal. Like, she's just trying to appease which she, him or whatever. Yeah, she already did before, she did that before with uh, Terezi. She was like, oh, it's not a big deal, like, I'll just, like, you know, run up by him. Yeah. Uh, and then we see the friend, who is the mystery robot guy from before. Yeah, with the creepy broken teeth. We don't see his face, still. Yeah. But, um, they have a distressing dynamic. Yeah, uh, so, Nepeta starts it off by trying to do the same, like, little, like, chatty roleplay thing. Roleplay, yeah. That she does with everyone, 
And he's just like, stop. Like, you will stop now. I don't like that. He literally says, like, you'll stop now. And she's like, she tries to play it off like she's not going to listen to him. Like, she tries to be, you know, sort of, um, I guess bratty about it. But she yeah. listens to what he says. Like, she stops. She starts typing just, like, her, her literal speech. Um, and you, like, I don't know, part of it is, like, as much as she does, like, goofy role-play dynamic with people, like, her actual, like, speaking dialect is very normal. Like, she, it's the most readable of anyone's. She just kind of, you know, sure. uses some, throws some cat puns in there, but it's just, like, all typed in lowercase. And she's actually, she reveals himself, herself very quickly to, like, she likes really silly stuff, but she's, like, she's very perceptive. Um, she understands yeah. what's going on here. Right, so, like, to be fair to her, she does, like, immediately kind of call this guy out, who, this guy is a uh, CT centaur's testicle. Um, she calls him out on, like, his pretentiousness. Mm-hmm. Like, he says that her, like, role-playing is stupid. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, you proceed everything you say with, like, a bow and arrow, which is, like, a D-dash-dash-arrow. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, no, that's, like, highly symbolic it's, like, important to my, my culture or whatever. And she's like, no, like, that's the other thing is he's like, I think it's stupid that you want to, like, play games like that. And she's like, you literally are, like, a fun person. Like, you know that you like to play games. You are. Yeah. You're doing all this goofy stuff. You do your goofy, like... Yeah, you're, like, looking for, for like, unnecessary words that have two O's that you can replace with two zeros. Well, and, that have an uh, L-O-O sound. Right. Because it's, like, it's, like, a 100. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, the letter X gets replaced with a division sign, which is the hardest thing to read. Yeah, it's really um, annoying. And she, like, she calls him out on that, um, and he's and just he having just, like, none of it. Yeah, he puts up all these justifications and, like, doesn't listen to her. Um, yeah, he leans, the thing is, he's leaning really hard on, on the caste system, and he, like, believes that he's just, like, a rank above her in society based on this caste system. Um, right, so, so he's her, like her. Her blood is green. He's so yeah. So he's disgusted that she like fraternizes with people below her on the cast, mm-hmm. even though he's fraternizing with her. Right. Um. But he's like, I guess he's like trying to like mold her into a good society girl or something. Um. It's weird. Anyway, like he, the way that he speaks to her is he like commands her. Yeah. And she, like, she play like, she plays hard to get, basically, with it, but at the end of the day, she, like, acquiesces to it. Yeah. Um, and they, like, the most playful they get is, like, when they disagree, they just, like, type yes, no, yes, no, like, one after another. Yeah. Um, but I think both times that they do that, uh, she eventually just, like, caves to him. Yeah, man, this is so, it's really unsettling, but it's so effectively done. Like, this is very true to, like, how manipulative dynamics like this can play out. Yeah, it's distressing. It's really uncomfortable. Um, And she, yeah, so he just tells her, like, you can't play this game, I I won't let you play this game. And, um, and she, she ends the conversation by being like, you don't know that, like, you can boss me around. Like, we'll see what I do. And then she immediately goes back to Tavros and is like, he told me I can't. Yeah. But, to be fair, also, well, not really to be fair, but Tavros at least points out that, like, 
he did, um, I think this is more just coincidence. But yeah, so, yeah, so Tavros, I think Tavros is very, uh, non-confrontational, I guess. Yeah. Um, so he's like, well, like, I don't think that this guy should, like, tell you what to do, but on the other hand, like, he did, when he, like, forbade you from going to the big LARPing thing, you didn't get in an accident like all of us. Which, like, great, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah that does, that's not, like, a mark on it, that, that's not, like, a check mark for his character. Exactly. And that, um, unfortunately, that is the end of this week's reading. Yeah. Um, I hope yeah. it's less uncomfortable next week. I think it is <laughs> less uncomfortable. I don't remember exactly what we read next week, but it's less bad. Yeah, I've got to say that uh, CT is, like, the first, like, character in this comic that makes my stomach churn. Mm, I feel you. Yeah. He's just, like, so... Ugh. Yeah, he's really, really, like, kind of gross. I mean, to be fair, it's well done. Like, good job, Hazi, on making that character. Exactly. Like, just looking... Like, because all you see is, like, his teeth. And, like, his blue eye bags. Yeah! Oh, it's so effectively gross. Oh, man, we're gonna meet him and he's disgusting. It's, it's, it's really funny. He's, like, he later gets kind of taken down a peg. Um, but, like, he is still, like, a creepy character. And he does more Cause all the trolls creepy are, stuff. Because all the trolls, like, stay alive, like, at the point where they're in the veil. Yep. Right? So he doesn't get killed off. No. Um... I also did kind of find that, like, AG kind of made my stomach turn, too. Honestly. Like, I forgot how, like... Arachnid girl? Yeah. She's... That's, what her, that's her handle, arachnid girl. Yeah, well, fair enough. Um, Yeah, for sure. Like, that's... It's also, like, stomach turning, but, like, I didn't immediately hate her as much as CT. Mm. Because I'm, I guess I'm, like, interested in where she's going. True. Whereas him, I just want him to be gone. I get I don't that. Want, like, I don't want to read more of him. No, me neither. I, like, kind of dread every time he comes up. He, like, man, his influence, at least, sticks, like, comes back up in the comic, like, thousands of pages later, and it, it's like, ugh, every yeah. time it comes up. Ugh. And that's the end of the reading. It is. Um, do we have any listener questions this week? We do. Oh boy. Okay. Do you wanna... so, yeah, I'll say the I'll say the spiel. Let me say the spiel. <sighs> if you want to send us questions, you can send us an ask on Tumblr where we are, hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com. Arnon is on, so you don't have to own up to asking us questions. Um, you can also send us a mention or a DM on Twitter. We are at hamsteakpodcast. This is important. Are you listening right now? This is the important part. If you think it's a spoiler. Send it to me. I'm brick chip. Like, brick that you would build with, and then a chip like a Dorito. And send spoilers to me as, like, a Tumblr ask or something. Don't spoil my co-host. Thanks. Thanks. Um, our first question comes from Anonymous, uh, who sent this actually a couple, like, a week and a half ago. Sorry. Aw. Uh, I'm sorry says, about I just... my life. <laughs> Who says, I just found and subscribed to this podcast a couple minutes ago. Thank you. Not sure if, when I'll catch up and with it. I do like reactions, 
But overall, what's Alex's think of Homestuck so far? Um, good. Exciting. Can't wait to see what's going on. Um, but I don't want to, like, get too in-depth into what I think of it, because I don't want to form a solid opinion of it while I'm still in the middle of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, Pastor says, what is your opinion on people who are physically able cosplaying characters in wheelchairs? What do you think, Lydia? Mm, I don't know. It's It kind of rubs me the wrong way, but, like... I don't know. I'm also the wrong person to ask because I'm able-bodied too, so... That's like, that. That's my feeling as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're um, curious, like, yeah, it kind of squicks me out, but kind of doesn't matter how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Alex, please prognosticate on the trolls you've only glimpsed. So, <laughs> there's CT, who I've made my feelings on very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, Arachnid's Grip kind of similar, but also I'm a bit more curious because she hasn't done anything actually actively evil yet, only been, like, rude Mm -hmm. in a really mean way. Um, who else have I only glimpsed? Who else have you only glimpsed? Um, Grim Auxiliatrix. She seems nice. Chainsaw Girl? Yeah. Okay. Who else have we only glimpsed yet? Uh, oh, you've seen a striped shoe. Oh, right. Who does the striped shoe belong to? Uh, Ariana Grande. (laughs) Alright, I look forward to meeting troll Ariana Grande. (laughs) Um, Anonymous asks, I'm dying to talk about trolls, but it's hard to talk about them without spoilers. Someone (laughs) give Lydia a medal. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Agreed. Um, anyway, what kind of horns would you have if you folks were trolls? That's a good question. Mm. I find my hair incredibly annoying and unmanageable, so my horns would probably be, like, I'd probably have, like, Tavros horns, basically, like, just, like, hard to get through a door, like, (laughs) you know, you go to, you go stay someplace new overnight, and it's like, I'm sorry, I can't fit my horns in your shower, (laughs) so your bathroom's really wet right now, like. You know what, I I thought about Tavros immediately, too, and I think it's because (laughs) his horns are the only ones that, like actually affect what he can do, mm-hmm. like, physically. Like, the other ones might be a bit inconvenient if you're trying to, like, pass through a low doorway, mm-hmm. but, like, he physically can't stick his head inside his Raccoon Raccoon. Yeah, that sucks. Or, like, put on a non-button shirt. I like how we both identify with that really strongly. Yeah. It's like, if you're gonna have horns, you might as well go, like, whole hog. Mm-hmm. Um... And that's it for this week. That's the end of the questions. Thank you, guys. Um, if you want to find us on the internet, I'm Brickchip. It's B-R-I-C-K-C-H-I-P on Tumblr and on Twitter. I don't really look at my Tumblr, though. But I'm also on Twitter. Um, Alex, who are you? I'm a Leaf Crunch on Tumblr and Crunch Leaf on Twitter. Just crunchy leaves all around. Just all those leaves and their crunchiness. Love them. Nice. Um... Lydia, what are your plans for uh, July 4th tomorrow? Um, today, when the podcast is going up. Oh, today, yes. Today, Monday, which it is. Um, Currently. I won't have to work, so 
because it's a holiday, so probably I will... We, we're not, like, doing anything as a family, though, so probably my parents will want to have lunch with me or something, and then I'll, like... I just came back from a conference, so I have, like, one million little, like, follow-up things that I want to do to, like, advance my science inquiries. Nice. Yeah. What, um... Science. What, what have you been up to for Canada Day weekend? Um, Canada Day, um, was nice. We didn't, I didn't really do much. Um, I just, uh, kind of enjoyed the weather. It's been really nice here now. It's finally summer. Yay! Um, and I did that. That's wonderful. Summer finally comes to Halifax. Amazing. This summer (laughs) is here now. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks, you guys. See you next week. You will hear us next week. It's true. Bye.